Welcome to our podcast. It is all about relationships, episode number 167. In today's podcast, I was pleasantly surprised with the direction that it took. We began with the idea of defying the odds or combating popular opinion. We really want to offer you some simple solutions where you're again feeling and hearing the voice of intuition, the voice of God in your heart, and you begin to recapture some new vision. You're infused with a whole new point of view. When we defy the odds, what you thought would break you, but with God, will only make you stronger. Yeah, we may need to learn resilience, where we get stretched and pulled, but we can and need to recover, simply because we're going through. We will not quit. Today, I want you to receive massive amounts of encouragement. I want you to hold this one thought very simply dear to your heart, and it's this. You never stand alone. Others have gone before you, and others will follow. The power of your choices lead to your behaviors and experiences in life that directly influence your emotions that lead back into your thoughts. This is a simple continuum that we all go through. So today, you're making the investment into your own heart and life. And today, I believe you will regain a more clearer focus and passion for your life. And truly, with God, we can achieve anything. Thanks for making us a part of your day. We are your hosts, Bob and Audrey. Let's get started. It never seems to fail that there's new happenings and new headlines mm-hmm. in our lives continually requiring us to just make those choices. What mm. are we going to do with this headline, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, I just love that concept that we share this earthly journey. Wow. You know, the headlines of life are real. Um, and I just don't want to live reactionary to everything in the world. I remember one of my childhood uh, jobs, yeah. you know, that I just loved, and that was delivering the newspaper. Well, we and did the newspaper that, didn't we? was everything about the headlines. headlines you know, yeah. what's going to hit the front page? Big letters, um, yeah. And so, what's the newsmaker, you know, in the day? And again, living reactionary is really challenging. But uh, the headlines are the big, big bold print you know, that's yes, out there, yes. but there is a story, yes. you know, there is an article, there's something that goes with it. And yes. so the headlines in life, they happen. Yes, they do. To all of us. However, whose report will you believe? You know, who's <laughs> going to write mm-hmm. the story to the headlines of your life? Well, we are all writing our own stories. I don't think we can control which headlines come at us sometimes, but we do write the story. Yeah. And, and I would, I just, I'm thankful for today's podcast because we all do go through the ups and downs. Yeah, because life is- And the is, twists and turns. Yeah. Your life is not about the circumstances. Your life is about whom you'll choose to agree with. Mm-hmm. And so we can all be found in particular situations or circumstances, but, you know, will I stay stuck and Mm -hmm. see this as a cycle that's being repeated in my life Mm -hmm. or will I choose to make an advancement forward? So again, thanks. Yeah, I was going to say, because every circumstance headline that comes at us, every one of those is actually an opportunity to write a story. And so choosing which story I'm going to write actually starts changing the headlines in the future. I think that when we start writing good stories, about our lives and creating with with God our future. In the flow of popular opinion, I think it 
it can become extremely tragic for one's life because I think that's where you do live reactionary. Mm. You're just kind of along with the flow. Opinions really are the seedbed of the beliefs of our heart Mm -hmm. because an opinion is a belief that a person has formed either about a topic or a particular issue that's going on. So I want to be very, very careful here because again i don't live the life necessarily that i want but i live from the beliefs of my heart so in today's podcast i'm looking forward because i i i recognize there's a big voice out there of popular opinion yeah but i want to hear the voice of the lord for my life and for you our listeners i'm just i want to bring so much not just encouragement but things that are extremely practical because you and I, we can go through together. Yeah, exactly. And so as we start, I would love to just let you know what's up in our lives. Yep. I love being friends and just doing this thing. Something that I had a big heart on my piece of paper here. A big it, heart? A big heart. I drew a heart. Did you? Know? you? Yeah, in, in making notes for oh, today that's nice. of, in preparation. Because this this was the things that I love. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And and I just wrote down a few of the more recent places we visited: Mesa, yeah. Arizona, Dallas, uh, Texas, St. Louis, uh, Gainesville, Florida, Lansing. Uh, Michigan, Kansas City, Phoenix, Seattle. And I just was thinking of all these different places. And I'm very grateful for us to be able to be traveling yes. and developing new well, friendships it's really and relationships. Wonderful to see people. Mm-hmm. And these these places represent people. Yes. And to for them to invite us into their lives and uh, for us to be a part of it is very, very special. It really and so is. this this moment in our podcast to you know with each other, mm-hmm. you know I, I want it to be a place where we can continue the relationship. Yeah, for sure. And um, as may, we often talk about the conversation starter, just we call it the four L's, the L L L L. And if you're ever in a situation where conversation just isn't happening or you feel like just doing something, enjoyable to connect with someone, whoever it is, friend, family, kids, husband, wife, whatever. We love the four L's because it's just just the general thing about how to process life. We're all processing life together. That's what we mean about the headlines. We're yeah. processing yeah. our headlines together. And I just love the four L's. And um, so I was just going to talk to you, sure. Bob. We're just going to talk to you guys about things we've loved. And you've already said you've loved the traveling. Yeah. You love meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And um, I have... I love that as well. Yesterday, we had a moment where we had extra family over visiting from Canada. My brother, Jeff, and his wife and his their daughter, my niece, and her little girl, they're all together. Right. So we did a lot of laughing and dancing with little toddlers. And toddler, I just love toddlers. Yeah. And I have to say, it made me laugh because singing Old MacDonald with the dinosaurs, that seeing our little granddaughter, right. that was that was something I loved. Um, I also have have loved some treats recently. Some I had, in, When I was in Kansas City, I had cronuts. They were a combination of croissants and donuts. And I am telling you, I almost lost my mind. They are so good. Yeah. They? Bob didn't try them. Bob has no. not been doing sugar for a long, 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 long time. That's okay. Yeah. It, well, I'm amazed, but there you go. And so I'm, I, that's just something I've really, really loved mm-hmm. lately. And then what have we, what have we, what's been a low, you know, I was thinking about any lows and, um, well, I would, <laughs> I would say we've been really working. 
I would say we've really been working on some new material, you know, with regards to relationships and creating exercises, you know, to be interactive with people. And so, you know, with the therapy work that we do with couples, man, I want you to advance in life. Mm -hmm. But again, there's nothing that I can give you that I haven't applied to my life first. (laughs) Like it's got to work with us. And so I'm sure... In some upcoming episodes, all about communication, you know, just developing that, you know, with each other and new ways to have healthy, you know, wonderful connecting conversations. Hey, we're working at it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk, you know, So were you going to tell us your low? Or you well, gonna, well, the low was we had to work through our stuff. <laughs> we worked and that wasn't very fun. We were, we were developing this for you guys to go yeah. through. And we started having these talks yeah. together. I that, thought, oh, this will oh, be easy. We'll get through this. And yeah. the, first couple, the first couple of conversations were really but great. But you really got to practice what you preach. And we, and you guys, it, it has been just stirring up some things in the two of us that we're like, wow, we haven't actually had these conversations yet and you know it's i don't know if i I could say a low was when i was actually yelling at you (laughs) last week (laughs) that was unique yeah i hadn't i don't know if i really maybe a couple times in our marriage pretty good i yelled at you pretty hard and tore you down anyway we'll probably go more into that another time when we can we're we're more on the other side of it when we're clearly on the other side of it we haven't had enough time to to really process this completely although we're great with each other we're all right yeah you know but it when you begin these kinds of conversations (laughs) it was digging up stuff but you know what can i say they're digging up treasures because you're gonna get more connected well let's find the treasure we're still digging (laughs) we're digging but uh what happens is that you do discover your resistors yes and where you feel threatened Mm -hmm. or you know kind of probed at and that's where people do experience pushback yeah so that would be a low for me and so you're you're wanting to make these advancements in life however what we've been doing or you know staying with the the normal or the the regular practices yeah so when those things get challenged mm-hmm. you know it's not just because i want to challenge it it's because i desire you i want Aren't you, you? yeah we're going to make this advance we are together. together on this yeah you know what in some ways just even talking about here with you guys on the podcast i'm thinking the re- that those moments of you know, that were happening with us in the last week or two that have been digging up stuff. What that actually tells me, Bob, is that these processes that we're creating for mm-hmm. you guys are really good. They're going to be helpful. They're going to be really helpful because right. they're working for us. They're they're digging up stuff yeah. that needed to be found rather yeah. than putting a Band-Aid on things that we might have yeah. just had the habit of putting a Band-Aid right. on. There's going to be actual healing that's going to take place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not about creating tools. No. That's not my word. Yeah. But I am about helping people to connect. Yes. You know, where we really do experience life, light, and love. Yeah. You know, you're not, one a, with you're not a house project no, for I'm, me. No, You're please. not a tool. Yeah. I don't need to use tools on you. No. But I do want to connect, and I'll, I'll do whatever it takes Right, and to I get want to, to live life in abundance. Yeah, I didn't think we were not planning on talking about that. That no, was, but that we went was, on through the. Four, that was all fun. But you know what? Hey, when you do these four four L's, yep. the that low was a low. The low was one of them, and to have yourself have the discipline of saying, you know what, we can't be opposed to negative emotions, right? Because they they do 
catapult, they, they allow us to get to bottom place where we can ricochet back up and they can, they can benefit our lives if we can see the contrast within them. So anyway, okay. The next four of the four L's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As what I've uh, le- laughed at, laughed at. And, um, the one that I was thinking about, Bob was the one when we were in the car with our friends, Philip and Susan, and he drove over a traffic cone oh. and we were, we were, we were driving around in a minivan dragging a traffic cone. And for some reason that just made me laugh a lot. That was my laugh. Do you have any other laughs besides? I would say one that we had and shared with each other was actually very, very recent. And that was when we went to Vegas just to celebrate, uh, you know, with some friends of ours to celebrate with them their 60-40, which is basically, you know, age 60, 40 married years. Right, right, right. we're, We're right there with them. But anyhow, we went to a very fun, family-friendly variety <laughs> Bob show. Bob mentions the family-friendly. Yeah, hey, i got to say, it's Vegas. So yeah, yeah it's family-friendly variety show. <laughs> there you go. Go just ahead and laugh. Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, it, was, it was so entertaining. Oh, wow. And just some I really good humor. There's nothing like someone who's really good yeah. at making someone laugh. And, and I would say that was a good laugh. It was a and good And we were with friends that laugh. love to laugh. It's good to hang out with people who love to laugh. Yes. And then about the, the fourth L is learning. What have you learned? And um, I learned uh, a new song. It, I really loved this song that we were singing right. over the weekend. We were in Kansas City at a marriage event, and then we were at the Rock of KC Church. And I love that song, There's Honey in the Rock, because I love honey. I love... I love that there's honey in the rock, and it was a new song, and I liked it. It was fun for me. For me, when it comes to learning, I love learning. In fact, I was just asking uh, my friend Philip recently, you know, is there a good book, you know, that you've read recently? You know, because I'd like to do that. Uh And and we were just kind of sharing back and forth, and, you know, none of those were necessarily stimulating me. And, uh, And here's what I would say, that I've learned more recently, you know, and it goes along with us traveling and being out there. And that is the value of relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we can be so isolated and, you know, working with individuals and, and you just kind of get into work mode, but relationships and spending time with people, laughing with people, uh, I think it's highly underrated and we need more face-to-face time with people. Yeah. You know, where you touch one another, you hug one another, yeah. you cry with one another. And I, I, I can say that even with you and I. Mm-hmm. You know, we get so involved, you know, with others, mm-hmm. but you and I time, mm-hmm. that is probably the most valuable. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, you know, our days ahead because we've actually scheduled some you and me time. Yeah. And so... That to me is very, very precious and I'm looking forward to it. And I love that you said that about relationships. And I would love to say, yes, it's underrated, but I actually think everyone deep down knows they want it, but they have a hard time finding it, mm-hmm. finding those friends to laugh with. And and if you've ever felt that way, just that loneliness or like, I want the friends or I want the yeah. connection with my husband and wife, I know it's important, but I'm going to do something to get there. Yeah, that's we, why we do this, re- this we podcast. We've got to press through those We've resistors, got, and that's those why oppositions. I'm, and yes. you're listening to this podcast because it's called All About yeah. Relationships and you you are the ones that value relationships and press through you know popular opinion yeah you know that says remove yourself isolate you know don't don't you know and we just can't allow ourselves to be fearful because fear will always limit and control our lives yeah you know today we're talking about the tragedy of popular opinion because today in our culture and i would say there's nothing new under the sun the culture wants to scream at us 
that the world is in a terrible place. And I was recently doing heart work with a 21-year-old guy and um, from a great family. And he has, you know, a lot of love. He's got so much going on. But when checking his emotions, it led to stubbornness. And this guy said, well, I wonder where the stubbornness is coming from. He said, could it be that I'm just stubborn, that I'm going to stay to my view of the world? And I, we talked about that further. Say that one more time. He said that, is, could this stubbornness be that I, I want to hold on to my opinion? Oh. You know, that stubborn, yeah. I want to yeah. stubbornly yeah. hold on to my opinion. Like, I don't want to be, you know, teachable or um, be influenceable. I know that's not a word, but who cares? Invince, yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? And so he, I said, yeah, it could be. And sure enough, that's the direction this conversation was going. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I would have to tell you that my stubbornness is that I'm just cynical about mm. the world. I think that this world is corrupt and it's full of stupid people. And mm-hmm. I don't see really yeah. much value that yeah, I can yeah. bring to change the world. Right. So I'm just going to stay in my comfort zone and keep doing the same things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, an individual being faced with impossible odds. Yes. And so today we're kind of talking a bit about, you know, defying the odds. Yes. And these are impossible odds. Yes. You know, I'm just hearing this, you know, from him. Yeah. But then, you know, where we're going to go today is that we have a very powerful life. Yes. When we recognize I actually have choice. Yes. And there's this altering power mm-hmm. when I begin to recognize, wait, I have a choice here that I can make. Yes. I can either stay stuck in my opinions yes. where they, you know, they are really restricting, yes. even paralyzing and just or even imprisoning low, me. Yeah. And yep. for him, it was just a low quality of life and he didn't care. So I can have a low quality of life and not even care because what is there to live for anyway? Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so that cynicism can lead to that. Yeah. And there's a lot of popular opinion out there that says that will substantiate that. Right. And we've okay. got to look at people's ages right now because each generation mm. has their own challenges. And I was seeing that challenge of that um, a 21 year old man in this year of where the time is at. I've never lived through that. I've never walked in his shoes. Mm-hmm. So instead of being frustrated with him and saying, wow, you shouldn't be so cynical, it's like, no, wait, I want to know more. And so um, just to just tell you how we walked through that with him, he was able, we were able to just map this out. And I said, you know, the world is corrupt. I said, tell me how many people are in your world? There's the world and there's your world. I said, there's the world full of billions of people. And there's mm-hmm. your world. I said, how many people... And the popular opinion of the, the world, world... The billions of people. Okay. Yeah. Am I going to allow that then to define my exactly, world? Exactly, Bob. All and right. so we drew it on... And I drew a line in the middle of the board. And on the left side, I put billions of people. I couldn't write billions of dots. But just imagine this is yeah, billions yeah, yeah. of dots. This is the popular opinion of the world. Yeah. This is the world oh, man, view. There's so much energy yeah. know, with that. Yeah. Uh, you talk about headlines of the yes. newspaper. They are coming at you in nanoseconds, right. billions in the moment. Okay. So I said, but let's draw, go to the right side of this board. And I said, this is your world. Instead of the world, tell me about your world. How many people are in it? Like how many people are really in your world? It, oh. The real influencers. And he says, you know what? I have about 10 or 12 people in my world. I have my brothers, my sisters, my mom sure. and my dad, my grandparents, my friends, yeah. maybe 20 at the most. That's wow. my world. I said, okay. Wow, I appreciate his vulnerability. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he says, I have about 10 or 12 people in the world. I said, is that world corrupt? He says, not at all. 
He says, my world is pretty amazing. You know, he says, my world isn't corrupt. I said, is your world full of stupid people? He goes, no, my world doesn't have stupid people in it. And so it was just really interesting to say, I said, okay, well, you can live by the popular opinion of the world, or you can choose to see your your life through the lens of your world. And you have a lot of influence in your world, Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like you have an influence on those billions, Right. you know? So it was just an interesting concept. I love it. And so, which brings us to today, making an advancement or moving forward in our life. Right. In our world. Yeah. In our world. And it will cause intention and a decision. But what you're talking about here is actually new vision. Yes. You know, I I want to be able to recognize that I have my world Mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. and there's no greater influencer in my world than me. That's right. And all of a sudden, I can't, wait, I can make a difference with these 15, yeah. 20 people. Right. Wait, I, these people aren't corrupt. Right. We're just living and life I've, together. Right. And I've created an opinion mm-hmm. that is directly influencing mm-hmm. and limiting my heart. Mm-hmm. And so really, I do want a God point of view. Yes. I really want a, a new perspective here. Yeah. And I just, you know, you and I have been talking recently about the story in the Bible about the 12 spies that went into the promised land. Yeah. You know, they, you know, God says, hey, there is a promised land available yeah. for everybody, every generation, no matter what, there's no one disqualified. Yeah. There's a promised land living heaven on earth available to every... Not saying that it doesn't have its obstacles yeah. or challenges. They sent the spies in, Bob. But we can go. There were, yeah, there were spies they sent in and, yeah. and, and um, they sent in 12 and they saw the beautiful abundance, but 10 came back and said, by popular opinion... And there are so many layers, you know, that mm-hmm. lead into this story with yeah. regards to, you know, the children of Israel coming out of captivity of of Egypt, right? you know, spending a year there in Sinai. But God says, hey, I, I want to be your God and I want you to be my people. I want you to demonstrate to this world, you know, who I really am. And it was just like, am I either going to trust God right. or am I going to allow circumstances to limit my life? Cripple and me, And so what you're saying here me. is that, yeah. you know, the 12 went into the land mm-hmm. and they all saw the same thing. Yes. Okay. Interesting. But... Ten of them came back and said, it's, yes, it is beautiful. It is plentiful. I mean, it's everything, you know, that has been promised. Dreams come true. (laughs) But there are giants. And these giants were so big that they actually made us feel like grasshoppers. (laughs) It's true. Those giants are like fear monsters. And I think. Even though we don't physically see giants, I think we're living with invisible fear yeah. monsters with every all these headlines right. that just want to scream at us that the world is terrible and people are stupid yeah. and why bother even living? Just yeah. exist a substandard life and just settle. Yeah, let's not. Let's, you know, you know and then, but but I love the two. Yeah, Caleb said, let's go. Hey, we it's, can do it's this. amazing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know, but. It's a land for us. Yes. And uh, Joshua as well. (laughs) But the people listened to popular opinion. Yeah. And spent 40 years of wandering in a wilderness. If we listen to the tragedy Mm. of popular opinion, we can miss out on changing our world. There's an interesting thing is that, you know, 40 years later, there they were at the Jordan's edge again. Yeah. And it was not the season to cross. It was flood season, which is an extremely dangerous time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just imagine like, okay, this isn't good. Let's wait yet another season to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. 
But the presence of the Lord went before, you know, in the form of the Ark of the Covenant. And there the waters divided. And so sometimes it feels as though this isn't the season. We could wait for a better season. Yes. And so in your waiting, you know, it's not, I don't want you to remain stagnant. Right. But be that worshiper. Guard your attitude. Yes. Be extremely intentional. Yeah. You know, in intercede, think about others. And their journeys, you know, yeah. Prefer others. Prefer others. And then remain teachable. But you know what? I'm going to go across. That's right. And it's just so wild how this is coming, sort of unfolding as we're talking about it, Bob. But think about the fact that we get so overwhelmed because we can't change the world. Meanwhile, we have opportunity to change our world. I can change my world of this many people. I can't change the world of billions, but I can change my world. Yeah. And thoughts are very, very yes, real. Yes. So I thinking, I'm thinking of this individual that you were speaking yes. with, this young mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. Uh, and just the thought patterns that he must have had. Right. But then they become ingrained. Yes. And then they become a rut. And yes. it's very, very difficult to you know, move outside of yes, those. Yes, it is. And so I just love his humility, you know, you and know, willingness and, to allow you into his life. Yeah, you know, and to, then in his inside life, I yeah. said, I said, well, cynicism. I said, let's personify cynicism. And he goes, yeah, cynicism has been hanging out with me, and um, just speaking into my ear of all the terrible things in the world and how it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth living right. this in this world. So we'll just do whatever. Right. Which then develop the experiences. Right. So that it's not just what I'm is feeling, right. but now I have actual evidence or right. experiences that will substantiate I'll that. I'll find all kinds of ways. And you feel stuck. And you feel find all kinds of evidence of reasons to mm-hmm. be cynical. Of course yeah. we can find and that. And then it's, you know, and if, if it is fearful... And anxiety is just yeah. off the charts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if I am fearful and anxious, then I begin to have uh, emotions or feelings or thoughts of dread. Right. Dread of tomorrow. Yes. You know, why would I ever want to put any kind of effort, you know, right. or energy Why into should I try? It? Like, yeah. how are you supposed to try when this world is so bad? Why do I even bother? Right. So then my thoughts then directly influence the choices that I made. Yes. And when you feel stuck or trapped, you feel as though choice has been taken away from me yeah. simply because I'm living a reactionary to the headlines of life. But choices are real and they're mm-hmm. there. And they then directly influence my behaviors, which then affect, you know, my experiences yet again. And there I am stuck. Exactly. And and it's a vicious cycle or a rut that we find ourselves in. Right. And the way out is using the, in my opinion, is using the gift of your imagination. Because you see, with this young man that I'm talking about, I had him close his eyes and I said, imagine what cynicism looks like. Like Mm. rather than just saying, I'm cynical, are you really? Or are you just hanging out with a really bad friend that's speaking to you? That's cynical. Not a, not a physical friend. Yeah. And um, he said, yeah, he actually does have a physical friend that Mm. is pretty cynical. And so I I said, well, don't make it that person. I said, make cynicism personified. So personify cynicism. So he did. He used his imagination to see the impact. It's interesting how we can adopt, Mm -hmm. you know, present circumstances or the headlines of life to determine. Right. Okay. And that's where, you know, as we began the podcast, I'm like, okay, the headlines are real. Mm Mm-hmm. But 
who's going to write the story? Right. You know, who will you choose to agree with or align your life with? Because each season of life, you know, they come with their own set of potential quote, what I would call setbacks. Yes. But if we're willing to follow God, then I believe that we can actually achieve or experience what we would see as impossible, simply because I'm being willing to take responsibility for my life. Right. Yeah. So he suddenly saw things in his imagination clearly. Now I see the invisible world. We're just making the invisible visible. And that's what faith does. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So you have to take that unseen world and make it a little more visible. And then you see the impact of cynicism. And then you go, wait, maybe I don't want to be friends with cynicism. Maybe I don't. Because cynicism makes you think of worst case scenario. And then you're feeling the feelings of this corrupt world and the stupid people in this world. And and then all of a sudden you're assuming the worst about everything and you're judging everyone else. And now that you're changing your atmosphere and your experience. Yeah. That's now you've already been doing that in your imagination. This young man had been, mm-hmm. but then I said, what if we could use our imagination and recreate this situation? So I said, do you want to stay friends with cynicism? And he said, you know, I don't. I said, well, that's an amazing start. So I said, it's just simple. Just say, I see you for who you are, not interested in hanging out with you. And he could see that. But then I said, let's use our imagination to create a new friend. And he goes, okay. I said, what is the opposite of cynicism? And he thought for a while, and I was just blown away by the profound wisdom. This Mm -hmm. young man, he said, Mm -hmm. I guess it would be optimism. I said, oh, he says, yeah, probably mm-hmm. the, oppo- the opposite of cynicism would be optimism. Okay. He says, but I'm not know if I'm comfortable yet to hang out with optimism. That's going a little too far. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not ready for that. Like yeah, I can't yeah. do this in a matter of well, five minutes. As you're mentioning that, I'm, I'm recalling a previous podcast where you you know, shared the illustration oh, of a spinning uh, yeah, like a merry-go-round. Bliss. We're on merry-go-round bliss. Okay, the bliss. The yes, bliss yes, of yes. life. Jump on the bliss of life. We're right. spinning like 100 right. miles an hour. So I'm, I, I might be, you know, on the cynical side of things. Yeah, but I'm not ready to jump on the merry-go-round. I'm not ready to go to optimism. No, I'm not ready to go to bliss. But. I can move towards it. Let's have a turnaround. Yes. And, and then, you know, let's, let's change the trajectory. Let's yes. just at least have a turnaround yes. and begin to make. Take a step today Towards, in that direction. Exactly. And the way he did that was saying, instead of seeing the world as a billion people, I'll see it as 15 people. Oh. And I can be optimistic about these 15, yeah. 20 people. Yeah. You know, and so he saw life different and moved towards optimism. Wow. And I said, hey, I had my I, new... I, I tell you, one of the, the most tragic expressions of an individual who is cynical yeah. is that you actually do pull away from people. Mm. Right. And you don't give relationships much hope. Right. And and almost as though that you pull away in isolation is almost as though no one gets me. I was going to say, and you know what you end up feeling is it whenever you're isolated, you feel highly misunderstood. Yeah. People are trying to love me, but they don't know how because they can't get into this world mm-hmm. of mine, you know? And so I want to... Um, Instead of the popular opinion of our world right now saying this certain generations are full of, of 
you know, I'm just disgusted with this generation. They're not doing this and they're not doing that. Why don't we say, hey, I might be 58 years old, but I haven't walked a mile in your shoes. And maybe I can say, what, how can I love you and understand you and, and listen to you rather than just oppose your opinions or your behaviors? I want to get into your heart, mm. our, our kids, our grandkids, or if that's you, you're that age right now. Let's just understand that we get to defy the odds and say, wait, we can actually go to a new place with each other. Yeah. One thing that we share with regards to communication mm-hmm. is that, you know, why couples argue or fight or, you know, have these outbreaks yeah. um, is simply they feel as though they're not being heard. Right. And this is something I think that is extremely real mm-hmm. with this younger generation. Yes. And all that we want to do is bring correction. And judgment. And they feel it. And they're just yeah. a great big disappointment. Yeah. Uh, like, they're, like in the popular opinion, yeah. is, this generation is a disappointment. Yeah. Let's not look at them that way. Well, and, and what we do is we judge them according to our past. Yeah. Oh, in my days. Yeah, we did papers. You see, you, you, you brought up the paper we, Yeah. We all started working when we were 10 I years old. I grass. Yeah. I did this. And right. those types of opportunities even in this culture aren't available. They weren't even there. Oh, I didn't have video games when I yeah. grew up. Right. I didn't even know what And we bring such was. judgment. Yeah. Instead of saying, you didn't grow up in the same world as me. Yeah. And you're, tr- you're, make, you're trying to make this work. How can I have mercy on you? And love? most of all, how can love land for you? by being interested in your story and interested and stop putting my expectations and judgments on you. What I'm hearing from you, Audrey, is this this tremendous gift that you gave this individual of kindness. Mm. And it's almost as though, let me offer you my strength Yes. But I'll never remind you of your weakness. That's you know, right. That's kind of that's, the definition I love that I that use kindness for kindness. kindness definition, yeah. And so the impact of kindness, I think, is very real. Because you never really know the true impact you have on those that are around you. Yeah. You never really know how much somebody uh, just simply needed a simple smile that you gave them. Mm -hmm. There's another one where you'll never really know how much kindness turns someone's entire world around. Yeah. If we could just be a little kind. You never really know how much someone needed a little hug, a gentle touch, or to be able to sit down with them and have a meaningful, deep conversation. So one thing I think today that I'd really like to encourage you know, you and, and myself, remind myself, is simply this. Don't wait to be kind. Right. Don't wait for That's someone so else good. to go first. Yeah. If you're if you're feeling as though, you know, you're you're feeling the resistance from the other side of the room, mm-hmm. you know, just in kindness, you know, lay down any propensity that you might have that mm-hmm. I'm right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go over there and just kind of hear them out. Don't mm-hmm. wait, you know, for a better circumstance. You know, right. as I was speaking about the River Jordan, yeah. not a good season. Right. Let's wait for the circumstances right. to yeah. change. Not now. Right. And it's just like, no, no, now may be the very time, yeah. you know, that you might need to move towards someone and yeah. just be a part of their turnaround. Just be a part yeah. of their change. Yeah. Because being kind, whenever you do that, you never fully know how much the other person really, really needed it. I know. This isn't about you. No. I love that. And you know, I'm thinking of even my own personal life. When I've been in the most, the headlines have screamed the loudest that my life was 
basically over as it was and that there's not a hope for a happy ending. That's when the headlines came and fear wanted to scream at me and say, you know what? We, there's no way. And let's go to the land of suffering, dread, doom, and gloom. But then I remember that in every headline, there's hope and faith whispering to you. You know, when headlines come, hope and faith, you know, I think of even the odds, like 10 of the spies said, nope, that represent fear, giants. But hope and faith, you know, Joshua and Caleb said, hey, um, hope and faith want to say, wait a minute. I might, let's just whisper to you and say, let's defy the odds and let's go past the disaster of popular opinion. And let's say maybe, just maybe, God can do the impossible. Maybe, just maybe, there's going to be a miracle where we we just didn't even know there was a possibility of one. A prayer of my heart, you know, just simply for myself is with regards to allowing hope to restructure my life in anticipation of a future. Yes. And when I do, then it really begins to influence, you know, how I feel in the present. Yeah. So you may be feeling a little cynical. Sure. But, you know, when we attach ourselves to a sense of hope, it really does begin to change the anticipation of the future, you know, that is ahead of us. Yeah. So all that said, Bob, today, mm-hmm. as our listeners and us included, let's use our God-given imagination to see the goodness of God in our life, to make Jesus, God, visible beside us, walking and talking with us. Well, and it's, with that, it's just a simple, this is what I would describe as a simple act of humility. Yeah. You know, when you begin to reach your bottom, yeah. you know, that's the first step and it's just, you know, yeah. out of... Um, sheer desperation. You know, yeah. we just simply say, God, I need you. Yes. And I ain't got this figured out, and no. I'm not going to defend and myself I'm, and here. And I'm feeling scared. Yep, yep. But you know what? I'm going to say yes to you. I'm going to say yes to hope and faith and say maybe there's a best-case scenario here that I can't even imagine. And then I begin to feel that outcome as if it's already happened. Yeah. And that's when that peace, that assurance, that security that you feel. Because what you're doing here is you're counteracting any sense of worry, anxiety, or the insecurities that you might have. Because a worst-case scenario uh, passes judgment, you know, not just on others, but even on yourself. Yeah, it does. And and when we do think of that best-case scenario and we have that peace and assurance, all of a sudden we can believe the best in others and for our future. And um, that's how we change the atmosphere. That's how we change our world. Right. I I love that because then it begins to change. Now this is doable. It changes me. Yes. And how I am experienced in my world of 12. Yep. Love it. If I I can say that. Yeah. And it changes it. So I want to be one of the two that said, no, we can go. 10 said no, 2 said let's go. I have purpose in my life today. Yes. You know, we can do this. That's right. With God, things actually do become possible. Yes. And popular opinion, it's real. Yeah. Headlines are real. I'm not going to allow it to write the story of my life. I love it. So there's one verse, Audrey, that I have to share before we go. And it's Psalm 37, 3 to 5. It's Uh called the Passion Translation. Okay. Yeah. And it says simply this, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will dwell in the land feasting on his faithfulness. Ooh, he is yeah. so faithful even Feast when I am on not. That. Find yes. your delight and true pleasure in him and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life and as you trust him along the way, 
you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. <laughs> I love it. That's I'm so not, good. you know, necessarily. I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not. Right. And I know that, you know, for you and I, yeah. we have found ourselves in exactly those situations yes, yes. of despair. Yes, we have. Of me, Impossible. I, I have been a cynic in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, God, I need to know you. Yeah. I want to know you mm-hmm. because everything that I'm seeing um, doesn't match with my inner life. Yes. And so there is a reality that I am yet to experience and yeah. I refuse to give up. Yeah. And so I'm going to hold on. So I'm going to begin to make this change or this turnabout in yes. my life. Yes. And I'm just going to take one step at a time, you know, day by day, just one step at a time. I don't have mm-hmm. to get all the way to bliss. I don't right. have to get all the way to... No, full on optimism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have to get all the way to, you know, that full on <laughs> optimism. Yeah. But I am yes. going to have a turnaround. I love, I love it. I hope that you've heard our hearts. And I, especially, I hope that you hear that your life isn't necessarily about your circumstances and headlines, but your life is about how you're going to write that story and it's who you're going to agree with. Mm. Agree with hope and courage, faith today. And just remember, the very characteristics of God are, are fantastic. And yes. so this is the one that I want to hitch my life to. Yes. You know, this is the one. And he is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. He's faithful and true. Good. That's who he is. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know Thank you, that everyone. you've heard our hearts and we love you so much. Yeah. Make sure you smile and give someone a good hug. Today. Love it. All right. Have a great <laughs> See day. See you next time. Right, bye. Bye-bye.